Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having an absolutely blessed day today and saw some positive news yesterday. If you guys saw this now, the OSHA, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, has now suspended all activities related to the workplace vaccine mandate pending further judicial review. Now, we talked about what happened with the Fifth Circuit Court last week where the judge came out and blatantly said, this is not okay under any circumstances for OSHA to do this. And I'm glad this was uh, essentially brought to light because it's the same thing Ted and I said. As soon as OSHA came out with this, this is not OSHA's job. OSHA's job is workplace safety. There is no aspect of constitutional law that grants OSHA the ability to go in and do sweeping vaccine mandates for businesses. It's just outside of their scope. Actually, it's outside of anybody's scope of a regulatory body <laughs> to do that. And so what's happened is now they said, they said um, two days ago now, they said on November 12th, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit Court granted a motion to stay OSHA's COVID-19 vaccine and testing emergency temporary standard. The court ordered that OSHA take no steps to implement or enforce the ETS until further court review. While OSHA remains confident in its authority to protect workers, OSHA has suspended all activities related to implementation and enforcement of the ETS pending further developments in the litigation. Now, of course, you saw last week where the White House came out and they blatantly said to ignore the hold on the vaccine mandate, <laughs> they said, you need to start keep forcing everybody to get injected. This doesn't mean anything with what the court did. And quite contrary, this is very important what the court did. Now it will be going over to the Ohio-based Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, chosen at random, to decide whether to permanently halt the workplace vaccine mandate. So this is huge, and I really hope the Sixth Circuit Court isn't full of a bunch of hardcore leftists, and they look at this from a judicial standpoint, and realize there is no legal precedent to do this under any circumstances. OSHA does not have the authority nor the right to do a sweeping injection mandate. And what's interesting about this, and this is what I've heard now from another attorney, same thing I brought up before, OSHA's job in general is for certain workplace requirements revolving safety. So if you have individuals that are in a bucket truck working on power lines all day, there are certain requirements leading to safety, such as hard hats, certain equipment, that are required. And that's kind of what OSHA does. They kind of walk around and tell people to do common sense things. And I, I get it to some extent. There are certain things that need to be required in certain jobs. But sitting there and saying, well, an individual that works on power lines or works on basically you know, giant antenna poles – needs to be injected for his safety because he's around nobody but himself as long as the same people at Walmart that do cashier checkout are also injected for their safety. The concept doesn't make any sense. You're having sweeping requirements across the entire workplace that do not have any legal precedent. So we will see what happens with this. I really, really, really am praying and hoping the Sixth Circuit Court stands their ground and they actually do something productive for once because this is escalating very, very quickly. I had one of Lana's yep. friends who's RM. She sent me a letter yesterday. She sent it to Lana. Lana sent it to me. 
This was a form from the National Council State Board of Nursing. So this is pretty much who gives nurses their credentials. They can also take away nurses' credentials. They sent out a letter on the 16th basically saying, this is what it says, the title of it is Policy Statement, Dissemination of Non-Scientific Misleading COVID Information by Nurses. The purpose to address the misinformation being disseminated about COVID-19 by nurses. For the purpose of the statement, misinformation is designed as distorted facts, inaccurate or misleading information, not grounded in scientific literature and counter to information being disseminated by the CDC and FDA. (laughs) I can't even make this up. And what it goes on to say here very clearly is that any nurses that provide misinformation to patients – when they identify themselves by as nurses, any nurse who violates their state nurse practice act or threatens the health and safety of the public through dissemination of misleading or incorrect information pertaining to COVID-19, vaccines, mask, and associated treatment through verbal or written methods, including social media, may be disciplined by the Board of Nursing. Nurses are urged to recognize the dissemination of misinformation not only jeopardizes the health and well-being of the public, but will place their licenses and career in jeopardy as well. Wow. What they're saying here in a nutshell, to wrap that up if you missed that, any nurse that says anything that's counter to the CDC and the FDA is essentially going to have their credentials revoked. This is a polite – it's not even a polite. It's a very clear gag order that's what this is so if the cdc which by the way is a disease research alphabet agency that is allowed to get independent funding via nonprofit organization that's connected to them they are not a regulatory body they are not an enforcement agency they are a disease research agency that's what they are there for They're saying now that if any nurse says anything contrary to the CDC or the FDA, which the FDA is a joke. Obviously, we've seen that now with Pfizer. Pfizer owns the FDA. It doesn't matter what anybody says on the FDA. It automatically gets approved for Pfizer. Anything that's contrary to those two controlled alphabet agencies is fake news is what they're saying. So if a nurse tells a patient – Yeah, there's definitely some options, you know, looking at vitamin C and ivermectin if you start getting sick and the patient goes, well, I don't like that. I'm going to go rat on you like a little snitch. He turns around and rats on her. That nurse is now going to be subject to penalties, including having her license revoked because she told the patient that vitamin C and ivermectin may work to help with their immune system if they get COVID. Or if the nurse says, well, you should really do some research on what's going on with these COVID injections, their RNA gene therapy, and there's been a huge amount of individuals on the VAERS database that have had significant adverse events. Those are all documentable facts. Those are full, true facts. If she says that, which the CDC and FDA do not approve of saying those, she could have her license revoked. This is nothing short than a hardcore gag order to make sure nurses cannot inform the populace about what is going on. Because remember, the nurses and the doctors, the ones that are awake, they're seeing what's going on right now firsthand, the ones that are actually involved in this. The same doctor that told me that they are literally giving remdesivir to every single person that comes in with COVID as standard care. 
doesn't matter if you don't want to put them on remdesivir. If you don't put them on remdesivir, you're essentially liable because you're not providing standard care. Even though they know remdesivir causes liver and kidney failure, they know it causes full organ shutdown, they know it causes failure of the entire body within a few days. The research blatantly shows that within five days. doesn't matter. If the nurse even says, hey, you may want to do some research on remdesivir before you, you, know, you allow yourself to go on it, boom. The person turns them in, nurse gets flagged, she loses her entire career because she simply spoke the truth. This is just unimaginable to me that they're going to this level, but it's also at the same time not surprising because we know what they're doing. And that is why it's so important for all of us on the outside right now to make our voice heard when it comes to the truth. We have to back up and support, especially these nurses and doctors that are actually doing the right thing and trying to get this information out there. It is so crucial right now, but so positive that we're seeing what's going on with OSHA halting this. Let's see what happens with the Sixth Circuit Court, and on top of that, make sure we're supporting and getting the information out there to help out with a lot of these nurses and doctors that really are conflicted right now about what they're seeing, Dad. What do you think? Uh, well, you know, I've seen the same thing happen before in medical practice and nutrition practice and everything else that you have around the different country with different licensing agencies. When you allow the state to come in and give you a license to practice medicine or practice nutrition or practice naturopathic medicine or, or whatever they do, it doesn't make any difference. Whether it's chiropractic, whether it's medical doctor, whether it's an osteopath, it doesn't make any difference. They regulate what you can and can't say. And they, you give them control, and you allow them to tell you that if you do this, they're going to take your license away, which means they're going to take away your weight that you're earning a living, which means they're going to cut out your income, which means they're going to make you go do something else. And I've seen it over and over and over again. I had a friend of mine years ago, and he was a chiropractor up in Tennessee, and he basically got on the radio started making a bunch of claims. Now, his claims were pretty out there. Quite frankly, most of them were incorrect, and I warned him. I said, don't do this. They're going to come after your license. And he goes, oh, they won't do that. And I'm like, no, they will. They'll come after you. And they did. They came after his license, and they took it away. They almost charged him with criminal penalties. He almost ended up going to jail. He ended up having to plea bargain the whole thing down. I had another friend of mine. He's defended his license like eight times in the last three years. He's a chiropractor. He's also on the COVID bandwagon telling people the truth. Now, he tells the truth about COVID. Now, my other friend who's the chiropractor who got his license taken away, and then he had his license reinstated in Georgia, he won't say anything anymore. He has his own talk show. He just shuts up. He doesn't say anything. Uh, they, they sanction him. They beat him down so bad. He won't say anything else about actual true alternative health care. So it ends up happening that way that people basically are forced into regulation by the licensing agencies. And that's the biggest problem, isn't it? If they start telling nurses now they can't talk about alternative health treatments, quote unquote, and tell medical doctors they can't talk about alternative health treatments or giving out false and misleading information because they deem it so they can take their licenses away and they'll basically end up being, you know, how should I say, <laughs> looking for something else to do. I spoke to a medical doctor yesterday. She's about 70 years old, and she said the same thing. I'm scared they're going after come after my license. She says, I really don't work anymore. I'm more of a semi-retired physician, but I don't want to lose my license here in case I ever want to go back in and do medicine again. She said the problem is because the way medicine has been incorporated under Obamacare through the hospitals, she goes, if you can't, she says you really can't earn any money any longer, you know, in an all-cash business because people don't do that because they're being covered by Obamacare. And you have to be following the exact protocols they tell you to with Obamacare or, they, or else you don't get reimbursed. As she said, it's the biggest problem she's ever seen. She says people can't make money on their own anymore. So she said it's very frustrating as a medical doctor. Now, you think about it for a second. 
all those years in college, all of those years in college, and because of socialized medicine under Obama, because of regulations by the federal government, suddenly everything kind of goes away. I mean, it's crazy. And that's why we've got to keep our hearts and minds in Christ. We really do. I mean, we really do. We, we've, got to, we've got to pray. We've got to be led by the Holy Spirit. And if we decide to go into a field of, how should I say, you know, education and to become a nurse or a doctor or an engineer or anything, we've got to pray before we do it. That's why it's really important if you have children in high college or high school that you tell them, look, be led by the Holy Spirit. Be led by prayer. I spoke to a young lady just the other day, and she said that her sister had left God on the on the back burner because God basically wasn't doing anything for her. And I and I I, I, I had this discussion. I mean, it was like I had this discussion yesterday. And I said, "What the heck? Why would that happen?" She goes, "Well, she just feels that God hasn't done anything for her, and therefore God hasn't done anything. God's basically uh, you know not important anymore." That's what she said. And that she's going to leave him on the back burner for the time being and not, not bother with him. This is her Christianity, that she was raised in a Christian church by Christian parents, being prayed with every day. The problem that you run into, now let me just stop here for a second and meddle with children and with parents and with everybody here. It's easy to focus on the negative stuff. It really is. But you got to focus on the positive stuff. God gives you health. God gives you good parents. God gives you basically a free college education. God gives you a car that's free. God does all this stuff for you many times if you're a child or in some cases if you're a parent, you're being supported still by your your grandparents or your, 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 your parents. These are all gifts that you've been given. You say, well, God didn't give me the car. So-and-so did. Well, wait a minute. Maybe God led that person to do that. And this is the problem that you run into. That's why the Bible says think on the good things because when people start thinking on the negative things all the time, negative, 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 they become a very negative person. They start becoming a fault finder, and they start finding problems with every single thing that God tries to do for them to the point that they get angry at God. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, there was a guy, this is a black gentleman, nice guy, good worker. I mean, he was really a nice guy, very smart, very, very intellectual. And uh, I met him up in North Carolina a few years ago, and his brother had died of cancer. And he had gotten mad because he had asked God to heal his brother, and as God didn't heal his brother, his brother died. And he was angry at God because his brother had died. And finally, I sat down with him one day, and I said, look, here's the deal, bud. Why are you angry at God? Well, God let my brother die. I said, no, he didn't. Your brother came down with cancer. He basically got tied together with the Rothschild, Rockefeller, you know, medical industrial complex, put, him through, put himself through chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery, destroyed his own immune system, and died from the petrochemical industry that had killed him. It wasn't God. He goes, well, God allowed it to happen. I said, no, he didn't. I said, your brother lined up with these guys who did this. Was it God's will? I don't know. Probably not for him to poison himself like he did when there's natural alternatives. I said, but don't blame God for something that your brother decided he was going to do. And he said, wow, I hadn't thought about it that way. I said, well, you got to think about it that way. Always remember to be led by the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> I pleaded with friends that have died of COVID to get on supplements. They chose not to do so. I pleaded with friends not to use you know, remdesivir, when they went into the hospital, they chose to do so. I mean, I've done all of this stuff, and I've watched people die. Well, that's not God's will for them to die. Always remember that. It's by their own choices. And then you get mad and say, well, God did this. No, he didn't. People make bad choices, and they have to deal with their own consequences. And people need to realize that. It's really, really important. That's why it's okay to make a mistake. Everybody does. <laughs> Gosh, folks. 
you got to tell your friends and your kids, don't make the same mistake over and over and over again. I've seen it with kids that are teenagers. They pick the wrong friends to hang out with. The friends drag them into a ditch. They get in all kinds of trouble because they're hanging out with the wrong people. They start experimenting with alcohol, with drugs, with all kinds of other things. And suddenly they become an alcoholic or a drug user or a drug addict. It's all because of choices. And it doesn't start off because one day somebody did something to them. It's the little bitty things that happen over time that, that gradually cause this person to become like that. And then when they go home and talk to their parent about it, the parent says, well, you really shouldn't be doing that anymore. And they get angry. What do you mean you can't tell me what to do? Well, somebody needs to tell you what to do because obviously you're making really bad choices. And I've said this to you before. I'll say it again. A lot of people, their lives peak out in high school. They really do. They, they become super well-known in high school. Everybody loves them in high school. And then they start making bad choices, and they get in with the wrong people. I mean, I, I've seen people like this. I know one guy's been in prison now over and over and over again. He was super, 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 you know, popular in high school. He ended up owning a stucco business and all the other stuff that he did after he got out of high school. Got on the drugs, hanging out with the wrong people, and he's been in prison now pretty much his whole adult life. His life peaked when he's a senior in high school. Peaked. All the girls were chasing him. You know, he worked out. I mean, he was just he's a big football player. All of this stuff happened over and over in my life that I've watched other people go through. Don't allow yourself to peak in high school. Don't do that. Keep high school in your rearview mirror and learn from it because some of us didn't have such a great high school experience, okay? And, and look forward to your future. Always allow your future to pull you. Somebody said to me the other day, a good friend of mine, Steve, from Miami that I went to college with. And he's, he's, uh, he's starting another business and he's 66, 67 years old. And we started talking. He goes, I don't want to just sit around and wait to die. I said, I don't either, Steve. I said, I'm not going to do all that. He says, I'm going to continue to be productive all the days of my life. I want to go out with my boots on. And it's important that we all understand that. We need to stay focused on what we want to do and be productive as an individual, as a human being. Cause if we don't, we end up in a situation where we get depressed. And when you get depressed, you start wondering, why in the world have I got myself into this situation? It's the little decisions that have caused that. It really is. Keep your minds and your hearts and your eyes and your focus on Jesus, on the cross, on what he did for you. You know, Micah, Pappy, and Annie, you know, Granny Annie, they sent me this really pretty cross. I mean, it's a beautiful gift. Thank you so much, you guys. You know, just to, as a thank you because of what we do on the show. It's like a cross that I can wear. I had a real nice pewter cross when I first became a Christian, and I left it on a bedside stand one time in a hotel up in, I think it was in Mississippi, and I never saw it again. But the reality is, is this. If you keep your hearts and your eyes and your minds on Jesus Christ all the days of your life, it's going to go better for you. And be grateful for what God does for you. Be grateful that you're awake and you're aware of what's going on with these kill shots, these clot shots. Be grateful. That you still live in the United States of America and the Sixth Circuit Court, like Austin just talked about, has the right to tell Biden, that piece of garbage, low-life, senile, dementia-ridden, weirdo, sniffing pedophile, that no, we're not going to force people to take the shots and we're not going to force businesses to close over this. Be grateful that you're in a country that still has that kind of rights. Austria shut down. Their COVID cases have surged. Germany's now going to shut down the non-vax, not let them out of their houses. Their COVID cases have surged. Ireland's COVID cases are surged. Gibraltar, which has like 100% vaccination rate, their COVID cases have surged. Guys, it ain't the COVID. It's the shot causing all these problems with antibody-dependent enhancement. We warned you this was going to happen. 
and they're going to blame more and more the people that have been unvaxxed, that have stood their ground and say, we're not going to take this shot. Steve from Miami, my buddy from college, also sent me a thing this morning, and I, and I, I want to read it to you. It took the FDA precisely 108 days from when Pfizer started producing the records for licensure on May the 7th, 2021, to when the FDA licensed the Pfizer vaccine August the 23rd, 2021. 108 days, three months. Taking the FDA at its word, it conducted an intense, robust, thorough, and complete review and analysis of those documents in order to assure that Pfizer vaccine was safe and effective for licensure. While it can conduct these intense reviews of Pfizer document in 108 days, supposedly, is now asking for over 20,000 days to make these documents available to the public. They want 55 years to make these documents available to the public. So let's get this straight. The federal government shields Pfizer from liability, gives it billions of dollars, makes Americans take its product, but won't let you see the data supporting the product's safety and efficacy for 55 years. Well, you know, the question is, who does the government work for and why is this happening? And suddenly, what the heck is going to happen with all of these people that are basically being damaged from these vaccines and all of these lawsuits now who can't get even documenting evidence as far as what Pfizer has done or hasn't done as far as proper research. Another article, vaccine injury attorney is suing the FDA. The FDA asks the federal judge to grant it until the year 2076. You can't even make it up to fully release Pfizer's COVID vaccine data. Attorney Aaron Siri is a vaccine injury attorney and one of just a handful of such attorneys in the U.S. Since the passage of the 1986 National Vaccine Injury Compensation Law, you know, you know, one cannot sue the pharmaceutical corporations, vaccine injuries and deaths. A special U.S. vaccine court handles all cases and select judges chosen by the U.S. government. And there are only about 100 lawyers in the U.S. that are even trained to litigate in that special court. The irony with the COVID-19 vaccine injuries and deaths is that even this very highly specialized controlled government court will not try vaccine injury cases related to COVID experimental shots because they are still under the emergency use authorization and not fully approved by the FDA. So Aaron Seary's firm is suing the FDA since there is no avenue in place within the U.S. judicial system to sue the drug company that's killing all these people or anyone else for that matter, for damages caused by the experimental COVID vaccines. We have previously covered Aaron Series' lawsuit, which represents brave doctors who have chosen to put their careers on the line to dare to expose vaccine deaths and injuries caused by the experimental shots. And these decisions, these physicians are the plaintiffs. Guys, listen to me. All of this stuff is real. And these guys are covering other butts is what they're doing. They're covering their butts. It's the CYA is what it is. They're basically saying we're not going to allow ourselves to be exposed financially right now on these shots by giving you any information on the research that we've done to prove that they're safe because they know the research has proven that they're not safe, and yet they have experimental use authorization to experiment on the entire population. Again, this is why they're trying to force them into the shot schedule. For all these young kids, at that point, they're completely covered by that 1986 law that Reagan put in. Think about it for a second. Can ever, can ever sue them for all the damages they're causing, for the tens of thousands of deaths and millions of people that have died from these shots all over the country, especially all over the world, from the clots? It's, it's incredible. It really is that we're in a situation like this 
because of what Ronald Reagan signed, giving these guys carte blanche immunity back in the 80s. To change the topic this morning, Disney has gone full draconian now. And I've told you guys for years, years, we don't support Disney anymore. They're now requiring for their cruise ships that all children over the age of four, five and up, before they can take a cruise on one of the Disney's cruise ships, that they basically get the COVID, COVID shot, whatever the heck it is, clot shot, kill shot, whatever you want to call it. You know, they, they're, they're calling a vaccine. So it's unreal that Disney's doing this. Plus, Disney's now, to go, now about to go with ESPN, full gambling on sports betting, et cetera. Then they're probably going to put gambling casinos on their ships if they don't already have them on there. And, you know, what's crazy is it's like they don't care about their image anymore. They've gone full transgender, full queer in their movies now. We've seen that. And I remember, I'll never forget this, back when Austin was like five years old. Back in like 93, I met a guy through another friend of mine. His name was Merrill. And this guy was one of the top Disney artists and drew a lot of the cartoons with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and all the different things that they did back in the 90s and was a top artist. But he was licensed through Disney, and he couldn't even produce the image himself, even for like Austin when Austin was like five years old. His name was Ken. Whether he's alive still or not, I don't know. And he told me that Disney had put together Touchstone Studios to protect the Disney name. That when they came out with movies that they didn't want Disney associated with, they would use Touchstone because the Disney name and the the image that they had built over the period of like 50, 60, 70 years was so important to them as far as from a family standpoint, they did not want to damage it. But now they're implementing full gambling now, full gambling and sports betting. Unbelievable. I guess they've decided, Austin, because they've gone full transgender and full gay everything and full no longer family units. I guess they've decided now to go ahead and maximize their profits at every venue, including the people that are addicted to gambling, so they can continue to reap more and more money. Because remember, Disney, again, is owned by Vanguard, Black Rocket, State Street, and the Bloodline families. And it's no longer, quote unquote, a quote, Disney Corporation, though Disney himself was a 33 degree Mason, according to many experts. And he even had Club 33 at his parks for the top-level Masonic leaders. Think about that for a minute if you really want to go support that organization. Austin, what do you think, and what's your next story, bud? Well, Disney's absolutely out of control when it comes to prices. I mean, I still remember when we actually used to go there. I mean, you go to get a turkey leg, you know, it's $15. You go to get a sandwich, it's $15, 20 You go buy a bottle of water, it's 4 5 $6. The prices there are absolutely egregious, and they do that intentionally. And I remember one of the last times we went there years ago, they wouldn't even allow you to bring in your own drinks anymore. They were telling people, you have bottled water, you had to, like, throw it away. So you couldn't bring in any of your own drinks. And I'm like, this is absurd. They're going to a theme park in the summer in Florida, and we can't bring any drinks in the backpacks. Nope, can't bring anything in. Nope, no liquids. Acting like they're TSA when you walk in there. Uh, I'm not even going to get into Disney. They just made me irritated. Oh, also, great news. The Oklahoma National Guard, they're basically uh, new Army Brigadier General. Thomas Machino is the state's new adjunct general. For the National Guard, he has now come in now, and he has rescinded any and all COVID vaccine mandates for the National Guard. He said, and I quote, no Oklahoma Guardsman will be required to take the COVID-19 vaccine. He is essentially the state's lawful commander as far as the National Guard. He said no negative administrative or legal action will be taken against any Guardsman who refuse the COVID-19 injection. So I'm glad to see. And, and listen to me, guys. This is what you have to do. 
as a leader. If you're at a point of leadership, it doesn't matter the blowback. It doesn't matter the negative press. As a leader, as a true Christian leader, you are required to do what is best for everybody that you're leading, even if it's not the popular choice, even if it means you're going to take flack for it. You have to stand with your convictions. That is so important. I have seen so many individuals and all, all across different platforms, whether it be churches, whether it be military, whether it be you know leadership and businesses, completely and totally capitulate to this absolutely illegal, unconstitutional, atrocious ideology that says you have the right to tell another person what has to be injected into their body, and they have to do it because you said so. That is egregious. And what Dad was saying earlier, as an example, you know, he was talking about this this mandate, and Pfizer can't be sued. They can't be held liable for a product that they make that has no long-term testing, that they can put whatever they want in it, and we can't be told what's in it. <laughs> and then we can't even ask what goes on as far as how it got approved for another 50 years, and we're told we have to take it or else we basically lose our position in society being able to buy or sell or travel, which is where they're going with this. And remember, as I told you guys very clearly, and you can look this up yourselves – Comirnaty was approved by the FDA as a COVID vaccine, allegedly. Comirnaty, C-O-M-I-R-N-A-T-Y. Comirnaty does not even exist yet in the United States. It has not even been produced or put out for dissemination or injection in the United States. They said it won't even be ready for another two years. So what got approved? It's a ghost show. It's a shell game. They approved an injection that's not even available, and they said the umbrella of approval covers the biotech injection that's currently out there right now. The injection that they are still giving people, including these children, 5 to 11, is not approved by the FDA. Comirnaty was approved that does not even exist, and they use that as an umbrella to cover all other injections by saying they're interchangeable. They are not interchangeable. They are not the same injection. They have very clearly said this. I've talked about this on the show, so please understand when you hear people say, it's been approved by the FDA. No, it has not. No injection right now from Pfizer that is currently being injected into any human being in the United States has been approved. It is still under emergency use authorization. This is exactly what Dad said. This is why they're trying to get the injection on the shot schedule for kids. They want to get it on the CDC mandated shot schedule with the other 76 or 78 shots that are on that list already. Once it's on the shot schedule, it has full immunity across the board now, period. It can't be touched. And it's ironic because if you saw the same concept, say, be applied to motor vehicle department. So say the government came out and they said, you have to drive one of four vehicles. Pick one. Yeah, it has to be a Kia or a Hyundai or a Tesla or a Toyota. Just random. I'm just picking random brands. Those are the only four vehicles, but you have to drive one of those. Okay, kind of like they've done. You've got to get a shot, whether it's Moderna, whether it's Pfizer, whether it's AstraZeneca. You have to drive one of these vehicles. But we're not going to tell you if the vehicles are safe. We're not going to show you if the vehicles are safe. You just have to drive one. 
And there's a high probability due to the database that we've shown now that a lot of you are going to die and crash because the vehicles are going to be extremely dangerous to drive in. But you can't sue any of the automakers if you die or you're injured in one of the vehicles that crashes and burns because it's a faulty manufacturing product. But you're forced to drive the car anyways. You go, I don't. I don't want to drive that. I don't, I don't want to drive one of those. No, no, I'll pass. No, you have to drive it. You have to drive it. If you don't drive it, you're not allowed to drive back and forth to work. You won't have transportation. But can we at least, you know, have something so if the vehicle blows up in a fireball while I'm driving down the road, can I at least be compensated for my injuries? No, 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 no. They don't have to pay you anything for it. If the car blows up and you're severely injured or die. It doesn't matter. You can't, you can't even talk about it, actually. You're not even allowed to talk about the cars blowing up. If you talk about the cars blowing up and killing people, it's fake news. People would sit back and they'd go, I don't like this idea at all. This is a really, really, really bad idea. This is not okay. Guys, the exact same concept is happening right now. The shot doesn't work for protection or from basically transferring. They're very, very clear about that now. The only thing it allegedly does is slightly reduce the symptoms. And the only reason it does that is because it makes your body think it's sick all the time by producing constant spike protein. So, yeah, you may not get as sick allegedly if you catch COVID. Because you're so stinking sick from everything else. That's the concept nobody gets. This is why the doctor told me yesterday he's running this full-spectrum test right now. Every single person that's coming in that's vaccinated is unbelievably sick. Fever, headaches, lethargic, cold sweats, can't shake it. Weeks and weeks and weeks on end, they're testing negative for COVID, testing negative for the flu. They're testing positive for all these other viral infections, though, now. And he goes, it's exactly what we feared. He goes, our worst fear is happening right now. It's exactly what we said. I told you. The one guy I knew down in Miami, there was a car salesman. I saw him back in January. No injection was taken. He was sharp. He was articulate. He was running around all day with me. We were looking at vehicles. I went back down there and saw him again later on, just a couple months ago. Every time I talked to him, he was back in the hospital, back in the hospital. When I saw him, dude, shell of a guy, no energy just kind of hunched over. Dude, I'm so sick. I said, we got COVID. He goes, no, I don't have COVID. I've been to the hospital like three times. I keep testing negative for COVID, negative for the flu. They don't know what's wrong with me. Constantly having cold sweats, constantly having to stay home at work, can't get out of bed. I said, well, you got the shot? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got both the shots. I don't know why this is happening because I don't have COVID. And I said, well, it's probably an immune disorder that's happening to you now because it's in general. No, no, no. It couldn't be the shot. The shot's completely safe. They told me that. They said the shot's completely safe. Couldn't do that to you. Guys, they're lying. Newsflash. <laughs> Newsflash to everybody. They've been lying to us the entire time. This is what's interesting about it is that so many people are failing to realize that. Remember yesterday? Change of subject. I want to bring this up. I talked to you guys about the Scottsdale School Board. Dad briefly talked about it, and I went on it in detail on what happened with that school board and how they essentially were building a dossier of all the parents, including categories called anti-mask lunatics and SUSD wackos. Remember I told you that. Now Jan Michael Greenberg, as reported yesterday, has now stepped down from the school board president. And as Hagman has told me, they're looking at criminal charges against him and everybody involved. Very, very important. Well, I bring that up again because now the House Republicans and the Judiciary Committee have sent a letter 
to the Attorney General Merrick Garland after an FBI whistleblower this week now provided protected disclosure revealing that the FBI's counterterrorism division is compiling and categorizing threat assessments related to parents, including a document directing FBI personnel to use specific threat tags to track potential investigations. I can't make this up. Christopher Rufo blatantly talked about this in general. He said, this is a smoking gun. The letter's online. I'll put the link to it on the website. He said, the Attorney General Garland is providing zero evidence that parents are engaging in any credible acts or threats of violence. And yet, he has mobilized the FBI Counterterrorism Division to use counterterrorism tools for investigating, tracking, and tagging parents. Unreal. So when I saw what happened in Scottsdale, and Doug told me this is not the only incident this, this is occurring now. He said it's happening countrywide. They're using now any dissent against these school boards that are promoting this transgender ideology and critical race theory. They're using this now as a beta test to figure out the parents that are not going to go along with the New World Order. That's what I'm telling you they're doing right now. Now, what's interesting about this, doesn't it seem odd? Doesn't it seem odd that the FBI doesn't have any time to investigate the tens of thousands of arsonists, looters, and rioters with BLM terrorists and Antifa terrorists the entire last year that firebomb many cities, including Kenosha, including Seattle, including Oregon, that would literally go through droves and burn down entire swaths of city. Entire city would be on fire. The FBI hasn't investigated any of those individuals that were blatantly involved in terroristic arson. Does anybody else find that on? Or the 600 individuals that are still being held without bail in D.C. because they attended a rally on January 6th, many of which walked around with cameras and have now been formally charged with charges like misdemeanor trespassing but are being held without bail for misdemeanor trespassing. But yet the FBI can't seem to find any of those pesky terrorists that were firebombing cities. And finally, who is putting the bricks down last year? Who was putting the pallets of bricks down all across the country? Is anybody investigated that FBI? No, 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 they have not. They are very busy finding out which parents don't want their children being taught about pedophilia and how it's good to be a cross-dressing pervert. Yes, that's, that's the FBI's main concern right now in the United States. This is the reason we have a constitutional republic, so these kind of things don't happen. And we're reaching a point now, my friends, this is happening, because – you kind of look at it and go, okay, well, what's the solution? Well, the solution is essentially branching out and having a new republic formed. As much as that's going to be very, very difficult, there's really the only option available because as we've seen now, the compromised nature of the alphabet agencies that are in the government now, they're nothing short of just a new age Gestapo. That's very clear now what the FBI does. Look what the ATF does. I mean, they like to burn down you know, towns and houses with children. They like to shoot women that are holding their babies at the front door. They like to do all kinds of sick things like shoot dogs in the face because they bark at them. These agencies have gotten out of control, my friends. And the only way 
you address this and make it known is everybody has to start talking about it, tweeting about it, forwarding it, sharing it. Everybody has to get this stuff public. The truth is the most important, most effective tool we have at our disposal right now and the easiest tool we can use along with civil disobedience. I had somebody ask me the other day, they said, well, what, what can we do to stop? You know, what can we do to stop all this mass stuff and stop the vaccine? I said, don't take it. Don't wear it. Well, well, you don't understand. You can't function right now. Okay. Well, guess what? You ever seen anything back in the Revolutionary War? Do you think it was easy to give up your farm and basically put your family away and hide them to go join the countrymen that were standing up for freedom? Do you think that was easy? Do you think that was fun? The vast majority of the Revolutionary War founding fathers all died by the end. vast majority of them did. They didn't make it through it, guys. There's a reason why. Their convictions were that strong that they were willing to give everything they had to preserve the freedom for the future generations, and they did it. And now we've squandered it like a bunch of trust fund brats because we're too scared to take off a mask and say no. That's what you do. So until you're ready to start standing up, until you're ready to start getting in engagements and start saying no and standing your ground – Don't talk about freedom. Don't talk about peace because there will be none of either. There will only be those when we stand up for what we have right now and continue to maintain it. That is the only way. What do you think, Dan? Well, yeah, you've said so much here. The thing about it is is, uh, trust trust fund brats. I mean it's about the best way of looking at it. I I know this one kid who basically was with a chewing gum – you know, a, a monarchy, if you want to call it that. Just uh, they had basically built it was it was another Rothschild front, what it was. But they built a huge empire with chewing gum, and he was a trust fund baby. He's getting a million dollars a year, and he was broke. And it was all set up in a trust for him, and he basically had squandered his inheritance to the point that he was making minimum payments on so many different things that he had no money. And every so often he'd get another infusion of cash from the trust fund, and he'd go out and waste it and get drunk and wreck another vehicle and get in another lawsuit. I mean, on and on and on. So when you call him a trust fund brat, that's what we're talking about. And you've seen it with children. You've seen it with parents that are wealthy, and they start giving their kids all this stuff, and they don't get, they don't discipline their children. The kid does everything wrong. The kid uses drugs. The kid wrecks cars. The kid gets drunk. The kid gets puts the cars in a ditch. The kids does, lie, 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 and the parent just keeps throwing money at them. Just keep throwing money at them. You know, I've seen it, you know, in our own personal family. I mean, I've seen people bankrupted because they were basically feeding their kids all this money while their kids were out off on heroin. I've seen it all of it. You know, so you think, well, that doesn't really, it happens all the time, guys. Because what, here's, here's the deal. You get a parent who has struggled to try to earn an income and to have a decent lifestyle because they were raised in an area maybe that they didn't like to be in. Maybe they were in an old house or they were in a, you know, in an area that was very run down or they were in a ghetto community and, and they grab themselves by their bootstraps and they pick themselves up and they work and they go to school or they start a business or whatever and they become pretty wealthy. Well, then they have children and their response is, I don't ever want my children to go through what I went through. I'm never going to make them do that. But that's what made you who you are. That's what made you the businessman or the husband or the father or the Christian leader that you are is that you went through that. You're refined by the fire of life. True or false? That's how you became who you are. 
but suddenly you don't want your children to experience anything bad. I spoke to a relative yesterday, and her son didn't make a sports team that he's supposed to get in. And I said, that's good for him. He didn't make the team. He can work harder next year. Everybody does not need to get a trophy. Uh, you think, well, gosh, Ted, that's harsh. No, it's not. Listen to me. If you don't have adversaries in your life, you know, sometimes an adversary can be more important to you than a best friend can because the adversary pushes you in a way the best friend can't. Don't look at it as a curse. Look at it as something that's going to motivate you to get out of where you are. I'll mention that to you today. You always think through things like that. People say, well, would you change this in your life? Would you change that in your life? Would you do this differently? And my response is always no if it would change the current outcome that I have with a wonderful wife and wonderful children, getting to speak to my wonderful friends and family every day on a talk show like today, I would not change anything. I would just, But I would be aware of what was going on while it was happening. But I try to maintain the exact outcome that I currently have. See, and that's how we have to look at it, isn't it? If you start unweaving the tapestry of your life that made you who you are, why do you think you're going to have the same life? If you start giving your children everything, your kid's a brat, he cussed me out, he cussed his mom out. Okay, I'm going to give him another $1,000. What, what, why would you do that? At least wait until they stop cussing and have a talk with them and discuss with them how you're not going to give them any more money until they stop acting like stinking trust fund baby brats. That's what Austin talked about a minute ago. He's absolutely right. And then we've got to ask ourselves another question. Look at these attorney generals that Donald Trump had. That wouldn't do anything. You know, we had sessions. You know, we had bar. These guys were just absolutely, totally compromised. They wouldn't do anything that Trump would ask. And I'm not, I'm not sticking up for Trump here, but I'm just saying it was like his administration was completely and totally out of control. I mean, they, they wouldn't do anything for him. And now I'm going to say something here too. We have the ATF and we have the FBI and we have the CIA and their different counterpart agencies all over the world. And I need to say this. Not everybody in those organizations are bad. Some people never really want to have the United States back to where it used to be. But at the highest levels of these organizations, you've got a tremendous amount of corruption. You really do. Why didn't Donald Trump? He had the executive power to completely pardon all 600 people that he called to Washington, D.C. for this, quote, unquote, riot that they had on January the 6th. You know, it's so interesting to me. You know, Austin was talking about it with these people the other day as far as in, in, in Wisconsin where they're burning the cities down and they have to have some kid come out to try to help them to protect their businesses. And he ends up getting in trouble and having to shoot somebody to protect his own life. And now he's on trail for, trial for murder. Where were the police and all that? That's the question. Who put the bricks on the street? Oh, that's right. It was Acme Brick Company. That was that's owned by, by the way, that's by owned by Warren Buffett and Halliburton. But they don't want to talk about why the bricks are all over the streets. Oh, that's right. They're owned by State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. Oops, I, I just tied it together again, didn't I? Nobody else wants to do that. It's the same group of Kabbalist, Luciferian, high-level Masonic figures that do this and have done this for thousands and thousands of years. And we need to understand that and always put the blame back where it belongs. It's so crazy. You got this, this shaman. This guy was running around with the horns. He got like 40 months in prison all, along with all of He's going to end up with four years in prison. Because he walked into the Capitol building, you know, wearing a funny outfit. The guy's obviously not there mentally. Something's wrong with him. He's still going to prison for four years. Another guy I was reading, I sent it to Austin yesterday, burned a Black Lives Matter banner. Burned a banner. Somebody apparently gave it to him. They'd taken it off some church. They burned the banner, and they arrested him. Now, he's going to prison for years for, for burning a banner, okay, in the middle of a riot. He burned a banner. And then they said his other charge was attempting to own a high-capacity magazine. 
He never owned it. He attempted to own it, but he's being charged for attempting to own one. Where do they come up with these things? And again, it's like Austin says, why is the FBI so engaged with this and they're not engaged with Hunter's laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop with all the pornography and all the unbelievable sick crap on that laptop? And how about let's talk about Hillary Clinton and the body trail with the Clinton Chronicles. You can watch that online or the Clinton Circle of Power. You can watch that online. It was one of the only things that I really liked that Jerry Falwell put out back in the 80s and 90s. And it was really a good set of videos that he put out about who these guys are and what they're involved in. With all the stuff from Arkansas and the running of drugs, nobody ever investigates any of that, do they? Yeah, nobody. Because these people are put into power by these same Kabbalist Luciferians who are running the show behind the scenes. And yes, they may have a certain individual they use, a front person they use, but who's paying for everything? Who's putting the money out? Who's putting the pallets of bricks everywhere? That's the question, isn't it? Who's saying, okay, let's put pallets of bricks out on the street today? Why are they there? Well, they're there to throw through the plate glass windows of these major stores and major areas in these major cities, like Austin said, watching the cities burn. I mean, I mean it's unbelievable. And, why, and they want to wait 50 years to allow people to have the research access to Pfizer's documents. Well, you know why they're doing that, don't you? Everybody will be dead in 50 years that's involved in it. You get these 30, 40, 50, 60-year-old scientists will be long gone and dead. There'll be no liability exposure to them, and nobody will remember it. It goes back to the Kennedy assassination with the Warren Commission and all the lies they tried to choke down the throats of the American population back when they killed John F. Kennedy. It's a bunch of lies, and Trump said he was going to release all that. He did not. He didn't release it. He lied about that, too. Probably wasn't allowed to because they know it goes back to the highest levels of the government again with the CIA and George H. Bush administration and all the people in Lyndon Johnson who were involved in that. Watch the video from JFK to 9-11. It's a rich man's trick. It's also a very long video. It's like three and a half hours long. Instead of watching some silly Netflix movie that's going to be trash anyhow, watch that over a period of several nights. It'll really snap you tight and make you realize who's running the planet and why they're doing it. It's called From JFK to 9-11. It's a rich man's trick. Now, the good news here with all this happening with these vaccinations and everybody's doing the research, I, I had a good friend of mine. Her name is McKenzie. Also a good friend of Austin's. We helped to raise her when she was young. Great, great, great girl. She got two kids, and she, she vaccinated her first child, and now the second child has been born. And, and she started doing all the research on the kill shot, the clot shot, and she goes, you know, I'm really starting to question all of these vaccines. <laughs> and she says, I don't think I'm going to do any more vaccines for either of the kids. This is a nightmare. She hasn't done it again. The kid's unbelievably healthy. Well, now we have about 30 million people right now that have done the same thing. We have about 30 million children who did not receive their MMR shots last year who've been getting their shots because the parents are finally waking up. That tells you the gains that we are making in the United States of America as far as waking up the population. So, guys, always keep your hope in Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter. And we're making a difference Let's get these voting machines out. Let's burn them to the ground. Let's get die voting machines out and gone. Let's get paper ballots back. Let's restore the republic. Let's get rid of all these people up in D.C. that are career politicians and career government workers who are completely and totally compromised with their bribes and all the things they get on the side. Let's get these guys out of here. Let's rebuild the republic and let's stand for righteousness from the word of God and what God has set us to do for the days of our lives. That's what we need to do. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to pray for you today. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. And this is something that, you know, as I said a minute ago, it is extremely important right now. We continue to raise the kids right. This is the last generation we have. we got one last shot at this. That's just a fact. This is it. This Generation Z has been 
very clear example of what happens when children grow up for the foreseeable part of their younger years on gaming equipment and on electronics. And that's, that's, we've seen it now. Now it's even worse because now we see, you know, one and two year olds staring at iPads while they're basically in their car seat or at dinner. You know, I see it all the time. Two year olds can't even, can't even sit at the table without squirming and jumping and screaming. They have to have an iPad shoved in their face. It's so important. So important. When you eat dinner as a family, eat dinner as a family. Because we always have a rule at our house. A lot of times, you know, we're busy and we're running around, so usually the only meal we get to eat together is dinner. And when we do, we try, for the most part, as best we can, try to eat dinner as a family. No TV, no phones, no nothing. And try to keep it family-oriented where everybody basically sits down and eats together. That's one small thing that has huge impact on families. They've shown that now in research. Eating at least one meal together. It's just, like I said, primarily at dinner because everybody's actually back at home, but not having 50 distractions. Don't be talking on your phone. Don't be playing on your iPad. Don't be checking on your email. You can give your family 20, 30 minutes to eat dinner. I mean, if that sometimes, sometimes, you know, if it's a quick meal, 10 to 15 minutes, at least spend the time your family deserves with them. Because the truth about it is, this is one of the main reasons why, in my opinion, that the entire country has fallen so far from an ethical and moral standpoint is nobody wants to communicate with each other anymore as far as face-to-face. Everybody wants to talk via text. Everybody wants to talk via email. Nobody wants to have direct communication. It's another reason, too, why we have so many keyboard warriors, <laughs> I call them, the, the kids and adults that are online that basically just absolutely love to run their mouth. And then you catch them in person and you go, well, you're talking big. I've had this happen before. You're talking big online. What's going on? We we are we about this? What are we doing? Oh, I was just kidding. I wasn't. You know, I don't I don't speak to you like that. Don't speak to me like that. I don't care if it's online, if it's on email, whatever it is. And that's one of the things you've seen now is we've had this keyboard warrior and these children now get out in public. They get in an altercation. The only thing they know to do is sit down and scream and stomp their feet. You see this all the time now in college universities when somebody is triggered that term, <laughs> and they can't find their safe space. So they basically start screaming and calling everybody racist. Let's clarify something real quick. The definition of racism is far from what the term is ever used now. Racism is the inherent belief that your race is above and beyond any other race, and you are essentially better than everyone. Genetically, mentally, physically, everything's better about your race and every other race is superior and they basically belong in the gutter. That is true racism. This concept now of throwing racism around like it's a schoolyard kickball is nauseating to me. And now we've seen it in this, this Rittenhouse case. I saw somebody bring it the other day. Whoopi Goldberg, her infinite stupidity, she goes, well, if Rittenhouse is, is, is found innocent, it's going to be open range on black people. But white supremacists are going to be able to run around and shoot black people at will. I'm like, what? What are you even talking about? Everybody involved in the shooting and the altercation was white. And Rittenhouse isn't a white supremacist. And nobody he shot was black. Where you come up with this idiotic rhetoric? But again, it's the narrative they're told to say. You have to keep division among the populace. You have to keep people bickering amongst themselves instead of finding a solution. It's time everybody stick together and find a solution. One of the only individuals we don't allow in the groups are pedophiles. 
Those are no. We do not tolerate that type of behavior. That is not okay. But as far as other things, race, religion in some cases, do your best to get along with people the best they can. Now, if they're diametrically opposed to you and they're basically telling you all the stuff that you have to believe, that's different. But in a true republic, everybody has a right to their own agreement. Everybody has a right to their own opinion. But one thing is true. Nobody has the right to tell you you have to do something you don't want to do, including get an injection shoved into you that you don't agree with. That is a fact. So thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Continue to stay strong. Get the truth out there. Be sure to check out the product of the week. The Testo Plus really helps out with overall testosterone production, increases energy, increases libido. Really effective products. Definitely one of our popular products that we have on the website as far as for natural male health. So be sure to check it out, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. Thank you for supporting Health Masters, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>